Uh, hello, and welcome back to Dirty Talk. I'm Vivian, or Viv, and I use she, they pronouns, um, and I'm doing pretty good today. Hi, I am Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. I am doing okay today, I would say. Definitely been struggling for a few weeks, but I think that I'm slowly but surely getting out of it. Hello, I'm Arna, she, her, hers. Same as Sophia, I've been better, but I've also been worse. I'm like doing mediocre, which like honestly with my track record is kind of good. Mediocre translates mm-hmm. to good for me, I feel like. Yeah. So like just like stressed out by stuff in life, but I definitely have like good stuff to look forward to and good stuff that's happened. Um, I feel like stable for the most part. Um, so yeah. Cool. cool. Okay, so today, um, our topic is virginity. Oh, Vivian, you're muted. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> I was muted for them, but not for the recording, because I'm the one okay. recording. Because oh, I'm, I'm just so powerful. Um, but anyways, as I was saying, today's topic is virginity. Um, so if either of you would like to start us off. Go for it, Arna, why not? Okay, sure. So today we're just kind of going to talk about how, like, virginity and its, like, prevalence and, like, sex and sexuality, how it's a social construct, just, like, you know, stuff surrounding that. Um, it's, like, I guess kind of like a definition of virginity is in nature of, like, someone not having had sex for the first time yet, but it's definitely, like, a social construct cause, because of the way that our society looks at sex. Um, and virginity definitely has like different meanings to different people, mm-hmm. different meanings in different cultures, um, contexts even. Um, and I feel like our society has definitely made virginity into like this thing that needs to be bigger than it like needs to be really. Um, it's like bigger than it needs to be. And so like, I feel like with a lot of the other things, when you haven't tried something for the first time, it's just like, oh. You know, I haven't, like, tried this for the first time. There's no, like, word for it. But, like, when it comes to sex, it's, like, losing your virginity, which I feel like that term puts extra pressure almost on, like, having sex for the first time and, like, losing this, like, social construct that's, like, not tangible whatsoever. Where, like, you know, you're, like, first time driving, your first time drinking, your first time smoking, like, whatever it may be. It's just your first time trying something new. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like, the term virginity puts extra pressure but again it's like important to acknowledge that your first time having sex is definitely an important experience that you should make sure you're ready for and that will impact you in different ways but i feel like virginity just like puts in like that extra pressure and there's just like so much more attached to like this whole concept of virginity that makes us view sex and sexuality like through a harmful lens and we're just going to talk about some of those things today. Yeah, totally. Um, I think bouncing off of that, um, one of the things that came up for me, like, immediately as a way to, like, jump off into this topic was, like, being ready to have sex and how do you know and what does that look like? Um, because I think it looks different for everyone. Um, just, like, use, losing your virginity is different for everyone. Um, but I think generally it's important to be, like, communicative about um, like, what sex will look like for you, um, if and when you lose your virginity, 
and what that'll be like. Um, I feel like often, like, media portrayals of sex are very in the moment, um, and often, like, pre-discussion about sex is required for it to be fully consensual, um, just because you don't know your situation or your partner's situation, so, like, talking about that, talking about, like, what protection you're gonna use, what birth control you might be on, um, things like that are really crucial to, like, being prepared to lose your virginity, and they can also make you feel a lot more comfortable with your partner or partners, because if you can't really talk about sex with the person you're having sex with, like, that's an indicator that you might not be ready to have sex with them. Yeah, definitely. I think you made a lot of really good points there. Um, And yeah, I guess I just kind of wanted to touch on like what virginity like means to me personally, or I guess like we could all kind of do that. But um, to me, like you both said, it is like a construct. It's a concept. Mm -hmm. It's like an idea. Um, It doesn't hold like importance in my life at all. I don't feel like it is a value to me, even though like for other people, it absolutely is. Um, and I respect that. And I think that it's really cool how like everyone has a different, um, like everyone just has different boundaries when it comes to virginity and sex and everything. And I think it's just like really cool to recognize those differences as opposed to making them, um, like tokens of like shame or guilt for people because that's, it doesn't like, it doesn't need to be like that at all. Um, and it's such a broad and nuanced term and doesn't really like encapsulate the broad spectrum of people's sexual experiences to me, which is why I feel like it's, I just like, I hate the term. I don't like the idea of it. Um, and I remember like one of my, I think my very first impression of Vivian was, um, your definition of virginity. We were like at a teen council meeting and we were like, I don't know, doing some activity, (laughs) And we all went around, like, talking about what virginity means to us. And I feel like you definitely stood out because your definition, and, like, it obviously might have changed because it's been, like, a couple of years. But um, you were talking about, like, the whole patriarchal, um, like, uh, influence of it and how it's has, like, a history of just, like, controlling people with uteruses and, like, to degrade people with uteruses and how it, like, I think that you passionately but also like very firmly kind of laid out your thoughts on that and I had never heard someone like just talk about it so openly so I thought that was really cool Um, I'm sick (laughs) but yeah that was definitely like my first impression of you and I was like damn they're sick as fuck but um yeah I don't know virginity is just like a really interesting topic and like Arna said at the beginning virginity like can't really have one definition because sex doesn't even really have one definition either so Mm -hmm. like you know, some people think that the first time you have, like, oral sex, like, you're no longer a virgin. Some people even think, like, oh, the first time you kiss someone, you're no longer a virgin. Like, that is, quote, losing or, like, yeah, I guess losing your virginity. And we'll talk about, like, the terminology, too, um, because I'm sure, like, we're all going to say losing virginity at some point during this episode when I feel like we all, yeah, simultaneously. hold the belief yeah like a stupid way to refer to virginity but it's just like social conditioning like we're bound to say it yeah but you're not losing anything like people have started yeah. like, sexual debut which i feel like is a mm-hmm. little dramatic but um <laughs> i think that's fun <laughs> i think it's fun too yeah i don't know but yeah everyone just has different words different terms 
so that's just kind of what we really want to like hone in on this episode yeah yeah i definitely agree with what sophia is saying i kind of wanted to touch upon like my own idea of virginity because um in kind of a contrast to sophia it's definitely something that has like troubled me or kind of like weighed on me in like my early high school years or like in the past like not 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 anymore but like previously because just like in my early teenage years or like even middle school and high school I was like just like one of those kids who didn't get much romantic or sexual validation and just like being an immigrant in the U.S. and what that means for like your image of your own sexuality your image of like yourself when it comes to stuff like romance and sex is just kind of like complex in like very different ways and so definitely for like my first few years of high school this idea of like virginity the like whole like sex thing was like definitely um more prevalent in my mind and i remember having to ask myself like oh do i want to have sex because i actually want to have sex because i'm actually excited about this because i'm actually attracted to this person or because i just like want to lose my virginity and get it over with you know because that was the terminology i would think of it like you know back then is like losing your virginity this like thing you kind of like have to get rid of and then i feel like coming to like the main point of all of this i feel like there's this very prevalent idea that like a virgin and like someone who's had sex are like two completely different people and one is better than the other I feel like our media often perpetuates the idea that if you're like, again, I hate using this term, but that's the term we're using because we're talking about virginity. Like, you know, like movies like 40 year old virgin, like kind of perpetuate the idea like, oh, you're a virgin. That means like no one's attracted to you. You're lame. And that's obviously completely false. Mm -hmm. But that was something I struggled with earlier when like my friends became sexually active before me. Um, and how that kind of just like translated to me thinking about virginity and its prevalence in my life and just like kind of struggling with wanting to have like wanting to explore my sexuality wanting to get that experience and also keeping in mind that virginity is a social construct and I feel like the most important thing I've learned from just like going through all of that and like coming to terms with my own sexuality exploring my own sexuality is that virginity is a social construct but it's not that easy to just give it up or not to think about it because it's so prevalent in our society so i just want to put it out there that yes it's a social construct but it's completely valid if you think about it if you if you feel pressured by that's a valid feeling that's probably something a lot of us have felt it's ideally our society shouldn't be making us shouldn't making us be feel that way Oh, I think I messed those words up. Shouldn't no make us feel, feel that way, <laughs> but um, like it happens, you know. So your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virginity is a social construct. Yeah, yeah. and like. I mean, I guess speaking on what virginity means to me, I wonder how similar this will be to what I said um, uh, all those years ago that made such an impression on Sophia. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like I'm someone that's also really been impacted by the like idea of virginity and the idea of losing your virginity I lost my virginity when I was pretty young um like in a traditional sense like having penis and vagina sex um and I definitely think I wasn't ready for that to happen um just because there's so much pressure to have that like experience um and to like 
I don't know, gain this kind of, like, like, effortless, I don't know, even to gain the knowledge of, like, what having sex is like, but also to gain, like, this, like, coolness that we've associated with, like, the beginning of having sex, um, and the loss of your virginity, um, I think was something that I really wanted for myself more than, like, actually having sex, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I feel like it just goes to show how deep, like, shame and stigma can, like, harm people, like, it really definitely does cut deep for a lot of people, and I just wanted to, like, emphasize and, like, amplify what Arna was saying, like, being attached to your virginity does not make you, like, disempowered or unenlightened or, like, you're not sexually liberated, like, you can be attached to your virginity or you cannot want to have sex and you can still be, like, a fully Mm -hmm. empowered, like, sexually empowered, whatever empowered person like it doesn't define you at all and I want to like make that clear but also hold space and recognize that it it is involuntary sometimes just because of like how like much media has brainwashed us and like just being around social situations where like we're all kind of having or like a lot of people are having sex for the first time and there are a lot of like messages being spread around. So like, it's inevitable that people are going to feel um, shame about their virginities, but it doesn't, I, I don't know, like it's inevitable and I wish it wasn't that way and it doesn't have to be that way, but also it is. Yeah, right totally. Like, it's a realistic point for people to be at. Yeah. And I think a, a big part of that for me was like, I felt like I needed to lose my virginity in order to be sexually empowered and sexually liberated. I think I talked a little bit about this in the last episode that we did, um, or not the last one about STIs, but the one before about stigma and pressure and about how um, a lot of liberal feminist ideas present us with the fact that in order to be, or, like, the perceived fact that in order to be sexually liberated and sexually empowered, you have to be very sexually active, and you have to not care about the fact that you're having so much sex, and, like, casual sex is always presented as a good thing and something that you should be having, and, like, oh, yeah, you're, like, a feminist slut, and you're so empowered because you're having so much sex, and that's not to invalidate that idea, but maybe it shouldn't be one that's presented to, like, 14-year-olds. Um, Definitely. You know? Um, but, like, yeah. So that's something that really impacted me when I was, like, beginning to, like, start being sexually active um, and, like, eventually lost my virginity. That was a really, like, an idea that really weighed on me and really had, like, a big effect on when I lost my virginity. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah, at least in the traditional sense. Uh, which is what I keep saying, um, uh, like, I think colloquially I'm gonna, like, specify that, like, usually when I say losing my virginity, unless I specify otherwise, it's, like, penis and vagina, like, penetrative sex, um, just to, like, clear that up, um, but I think, like, continuing on about, like, what the loss of virginity means to me, I think, I mean, you can look at the words, like, it's, perceived as a loss um and sometimes that loss is a good thing especially for like male socialized people like it's like oh my god yeah you finally did it um but for a lot of like people that are socialized female like it's a loss like you lost something you lost like something of value to yourself um 
Yeah, and, and also like language of someone else taking it, like the language mm-hmm. of like virginity and like taking someone's like I don't know what are other terms people Absolutely. call it like flower, like taking someone's flower, popping the cherry. Yeah, yeah popping the cherry. Yeah, it just makes I don't know all the language that we use around virginity is so strange. Like it's when you're pretty really gross. <laughs> like it's pretty, pretty nasty. nasty. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's presented as a loss, and like often when you're like a woman growing up in America, it's like, oh, like shit, I just lost some of my value. Like, I'm not a virgin anymore. Um, and that can be really big for a lot of people. Um, it was really big for me, I think, in the opposite direction because what um liberal feminism really tried to do was like equalize the loss of virginity for everyone as a good thing rather than like presenting it as a really intimate and complicated experience that you should be ready for um but yeah no I think that a lot of the language that we use to refer to virginity is like harmful within itself and I don't really know how we can fix that I don't think it's our biggest prerogative right now um but yeah, it definitely like has had a huge effect on me. And like now I'm super happy to say like I don't care. I accept virginity as a social construct that has no meaning to me and I think that I'm like free to count whatever sexual experience I've had as the loss of my virginity. Like I might not actually count the the first time I had like penetrative sex as the loss of my virginity if I'm thinking about it, but um like I don't know. I think it's definitely... No, I think that's... Def- sorry. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I lost my train of thought. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's a really difficult subject, and I think a lot of the language that we use around it definitely doesn't help. I think that, I mean, now, like, especially on the internet, there are a lot of jokes, like, shaming people for still being virgins, and I don't think that's helpful either. Like, the whole, like, I don't no, like, oh, you listen to Weezer, or, like, oh, you do, like, this, this, and this, that's, like, a virgin behavior, like, that's not helping, you can be proud of being a virgin, I have friends that are proud of being virgins, that, like, actively enjoy, and I'm, like, so jealous of them, that, like, actively are, like, proud of that, are, like, yeah, I'm 18 years old, and I've never had sex, and what about it, like, I'm yeah. cool as fuck, um, so, yeah. I think that's so great, like, I feel like that's one of the main things, like, kind of like going back on a thought of like you know the idea that like virgins are like lame or unattractive which is like again completely false but that's one of the main ideas that i feel like is perpetuated in society when it comes to like virginity like oh you're a virgin and i feel like it kind of like there's like this again you know in our last episode in one of our last episodes we talked about like the stigma surrounding sex and how there's like two different aspects like stigma and pressure and i feel like it's the same with virginity there's this aspect of like oh lose your virginity have sex you'll be cooler but then for women there's also this aspect of like purity and Mm -hmm. like oh you've like lost your virginity Mm, like what a slut that's literally what it is you know to be completely crude but also honest that's what it's like so there's definitely like a double standard for a lot of people but i feel like yeah going back to vivian's point it's like truly stupid really that our society has this whole idea of like um oh if you're like a virgin or oh if you like haven't had sex yet you're like not cool which is like so stupid because like there's like different circumstances in people's lives there's just like different stuff going on 
and I feel like in my own life I've realized that some of like the people that you like I feel like there's just like so much disconnect when it comes to like thinking about virginity that we just have to like recognize that and recognize that like virginity is not does not have any bearing on a person's worth or brilliance or beauty or attractiveness like literally no bearing whatsoever Mm -mm. yeah absolutely and also it's like like what you were saying like you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like if you have too much sex like you're gross and if you don't have Mm -hmm. any sex like you're pathetic and it's like there's just no way to win so it's like i mean just do whatever floats your boat talk about sex and virginity however you want to talk about it like it is such a personal thing it varies from person to person like yeah the grand scheme of things like it doesn't matter and it sucks that people have made it seem like it matters so much but um yeah we just want you to like as listeners to know that like if you're having any of these like internal conversations like we've talked about that we've had like you are so valid and like so many other people are having the exact same thought processes so um yeah like yeah we, we just need to like all slowly try to dismantle it in our own way and like doing that in whatever way feels good to you is what's important yeah totally and i mean like i was saying like i have like multiple friends that haven't had sex and are totally chill with it some people aren't but like you don't have to lose your virginity ever to be sexually liberated to be sexually empowered to be like complete human being it's not an experience that is required of you um and i feel like especially as a woman I'm, like, pressured to hit this, like, sexual Goldilocks zone where, like, you have to be, like, pure enough that you're, like, not this, like, completely sexual creature that's, like, has so much sex that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, not, like, perceived as completely sexual, but not perceived as completely non-sexual either. Um, Yeah. Just because, you know, like, like, it's... It's insane. You have to, like, you have to hit this, like, just right sweet spot where you're supposed to be, like, this perfect, like, fuckable little girl that's also never had sex, you know? Oh, my God. Literally. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah. And then, like, all of the biological myths surrounding, like, the loss of your virginity, like, the breaking of your hymen, like, oh, my God. It's insane. I'm, like, like... The fact that, like, people still think your vagina becomes looser the more you have sex drives me nuts. That's, like, it's just not how it works. Um, It's not. I was literally thinking about that the other day. Like, you can break your hymen while exercising. mm -hmm. You can break it during, like, doing yoga or something. Some people are born without a hymen. Yeah. Some people will never break their hymen. And your vagina does not become looser or tighter by like the frequency of having sex like yeah it becomes like looser when you're aroused but that's Mm -hmm. like doesn't matter if it's like the first or the hundredth time you have sex like it literally doesn't matter yeah oh my god and then also like the idea that like having sex with someone that's vagina is tight is somehow more enjoyable or like desirable is like it's so rapey it's so rapey okay i saw this tiktok the other day which was literally like Okay, if you're saying that, like, your partner's vagina was tight, 
um, that's not necessarily a good thing. No. An individual is aroused, their vagina should be loose and flexible. So, like, the whole idea of, like, this whole tight vagina thing is kind of rapey and predatory. No, it's super rapey. Is your, if your partner's vagina, if you're, like, bragging about your partner's vagina being tight, it probably means they weren't into you, and it probably means that having sex with you hurt, like, I'm gonna keep it, like, a buck fifty with you. That's probably what it was. Like, they just weren't turned on. And that's cool. Like, there are times that I've had sex with, like, someone that I think is attractive where I haven't been turned on. Um, And is it the most enjoyable thing in the world? No. But, like, it happens. Um, But, yeah, that's a super annoying myth that's, like, bugged the shit out of me forever. Yeah. No, I completely agree with um, all of that. I just feel like it's kind of, like, especially annoying when it comes to, like, also, like, when you're talking about the Goldilocks zone and stuff like that. Um, I feel like it's especially annoying, like, the purity standards for men and women when, like, mm-hmm. men have sex for the first time. It's like a... I was watching this episode of Blackish the other day. I don't know if there are many Blackish blackish watchers out there. It's on Hulu. But it was, like, this the dad in Blackish realizing that his son and daughter are both sexually active and for his Mm. son he was like yeah man let's go get it and for his daughter he was like no not Mm. my baby girl and like just that kind of like double standard where like oh a guy loses his virginity and again um putting this out there this is a very binary idea yeah for sure recognizing that very binary very heteronormative and just that whole thing the purity standards really annoy me um and also, let's talk about the heteronormativity of virginity, the whole idea that I, I was talking to my bi friend the other day, and she was like, well, I've had sex with a girl, but I've never had penetrative sex. Am I a virgin? And I was mm-hmm. like, girl, that's up to you to decide. And then there was this guy, like one of our guy friends was like, well, then I guess you're like technically a virgin because you haven't had penis and vagina sex, which I feel like is such a derogatory idea because she has had sex with a female partner which she enjoyed and was a relevant experience to her so she gets to decide how to define her own sexual status and the whole idea of like oh losing your virginity means having penis and vagina sex is so heteronormative it's so stupid i don't know when i identified as bi and i only had sex with a dude um because the first time i had sex it was with a, a man um and i was like well, am I a virgin because I'm bi and I haven't had sex with a girl yet? But, like, socially, like, I was pretty socialized to believe that, like, yeah, I've lost my virginity. Um, But that wasn't, like, the complete scope of, like, the sexual experience that I wanted within my current identity. Like, I don't identify as bisexual anymore. I identify as a lesbian. But it was still, like, not the current scope of, like, the sexual experience that I wanted my identity to encompass. Um, and so I really struggled with that for a little bit until I realized it didn't matter. Um, and that I was just giving myself, like, this, like, insane, like, psychological, like, kind of torment over, like, a concept that didn't even really matter that much to me anymore. Yeah, um, I feel like from what I just heard from the both of you is I, like, the common thread, I feel like often is once you, like, kind of put other people's opinions of your like sexual existence aside like you're able to kind of have a lot more realizations of what your sexuality um or like lack thereof mean to you um 
so yeah i don't know and i think this whole like the whole concept of like someone's sexual experiences being like arbitrary or up for debate has like a really um strong history in like religion which also sucks like i'm reading a book right now called why i'm not a christian by bertrand russell and there are so many good points made about um virginity and how like christianity has really just like nailed it into so many people that like your sexual business is everyone else's business and i mean like a lot of religions have done that but i feel like christianity is just like the overarching Mm -hmm. um religion that kind of wants to control people no matter like i mean this is kind of getting out of hand i don't really need to go on a soapbox about this but (laughs) yeah i feel like christianity definitely was um at the forefront of like the purity movement and like anti-sexual empowerment pro like debating people's experiences blah 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 but i could go on about that for hours yeah no definitely um do we have any last remarks or do we want to move into like a closing i think we can move into a closing i guess like if we're like any last remarks just like you know re-emphasizing that it's valid to think about your virginity but also remembering that like it's okay to be a virgin literally holds no bearing on your personality literally means nothing Mm -hmm. it means nothing i know that sometimes we may think it does and i have done that i have thought it means something about me so it doesn't let me tell you right now and also um someone who's like had a lot of sex great doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you've lost anything doesn't mean you're less pure you do you go off either either side of the spectrum amazing it's literally no one else's business what you do with your body yeah virginity is a social construct um you should be able to like openly talk about having sex with the person that you're gonna lose your virginity to i feel like that's an important point i want to reiterate um just because communicating boundaries is super important um for like a healthy sexual experience uh yeah losing your virginity does not make you any more cool after i lost my virginity i went to a high school improv show um so take with that what you will um but i i i think i was i was pretty pretty certifiably still lame after i lost my virginity like um vivian you've never been lame. (laughs) thank you thank you it was for the bit um but yeah those are those are my my last words before we move into our I also just kind of want to put it out there. We don't have time to get into it. But, like, also, the idea of body con frustrates me. I feel like it's kind of connected to oh, the whole thing. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I, like, does not matter how many people you've had sex with or how many people you haven't had sex with. Live your life. Does not make you less pure, better, better at sex, this or that. Like, literally, does not matter. You do you. Make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing. Yes, yes absolutely um all right should we head into our closing who wants Uh, to start yeah i mean i can start if y'all want um we were gonna talk about um uh our big three for our closing and then pieces of media that we've enjoyed recently um so i'm a virgo sun aries moon aries rising which i feel like if you know a lot about astrology shouldn't be that shocking um, because I'm, I'm insane, um, <laughs> in multiple ways, um, but I don't know, I feel like I used to 
think I was a Pisces rising because I got my birth time wrong. And that also fits. Like, I resonate with that too. And I still check, like, some stuff for Pisces risings. And I take stuff from it. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Um, I... I think I place like a healthy amount of importance on astrology just because I feel like I shouldn't be judging anyone by like the time they were born because they can't control that. Um, but also, you know, I think it's fun and I like it because it leads to a lot of introspective conversations. I definitely identify with being a Virgo because I'm pretty nitpicky. I'm a pretty anxious person. Um, I can be kind of micromanaging and stuff, but I'm also very like caring and I feel like those are like like, that, that's really what defines the, uh, the sign is our, like, attention to detail and level of care, um, and then Aries moon, Aries rising, I don't know, I, I have a pretty, like, hot-headed temperament sometimes, and I can be kind of quick to jump to conclusions, um, so yeah, I feel like that's kind of where my big three resonate, um, and if you hate me now, because, uh, I've, I've revealed, that, um, I understand, <laughs> I guess, um, but yeah, uh, Arna, take it away. Okay, so I am a Libra sun, Sag rising, and Gemini moon. Which is just so I, sexy. I, I resonate <laughs> with, thank you, Vivian, I, of I resonate with them, I've always liked being a Libra, um, and I think it makes sense that I'm a Sag rising, and I feel like my friends have always told me that it resonates with, like, how I project my personality, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, often, like, like Vivian said, sometimes I don't resonate with, like, I feel like there's definitely, like, different parts of astrology. Like, you know, like, those videos you see on TikTok, like, you know, take them with a grain of salt. I don't know how accurate they are, really. Because yeah. they'll say some stuff about Libras, and I'm like, that's the exact opposite of what I am and I know that for a fact you know like they'll say something like oh Libras are like diplomatic and I'm like out here being the most politically vocal person and I'm like I don't think I'm like super neutral in any way possible um so I don't know there's just like some things which I feel like haven't resonated with me but for the most part I like my big three Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like my Gemini moon is uh something I resonate with because my emotions are definitely very complex for a lot of the times um but yeah and there's like some quick media recs i've been watching some really good stuff recently so i know some people might get mad at this but i'm a big gossip girl reboot fan never watched the original love the reboot oh my god Um, i've also seen the reboot i hate it (laughs) okay so we can get into that but i enjoy it a lot and then i've been watching sex lives of college girls on hbo 100% 100% recommend. I mean, only two episodes are, like, out now, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how well they're going to, like, handle topics. My standard for, like, shows about sex are, like, sex education, and sex education is mind-blowing show, so we'll see. But this show's pretty good. I like it. And um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I'm a big, 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 big Marvel girl. girl. Love Marvel. I'm a Marvel whore. Mm. And so I've been watching the Hawkeye miniseries on Disney. Love it so far. Only two episodes are out. I actually just saw Eternals um, over the Thanksgiving break. Um, sorry, my my roommates are in for a second. Um, I thought it was fine. I'm not a huge Marvel fan. I like going to see them in the movie theaters, and that's it. I don't really watch them on my own time otherwise, but I thought it was, it was cool. I really liked that, like, 
I don't know. They had a deaf character who was also yeah. a person of color, and they had queer people of color. Um, and I, I definitely the representation was better. Yeah, I cried um, when I realized one of the characters was like an out gay man with like a husband and a child. I was like, holy fuck, this is insane. Um, in a Disney that. movie, it was it was crazy. Um, so I really liked that. Why did they put Harry Styles in it? I don't care. Spoiler for people. Sorry. That is, that's technically a spoiler, Vivian. I'm sorry, guys. It's fine. He, he's credited in the cast. It's not technically a spoiler because he's credited in the cast. Mm-hmm. You don't see him to like the end. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he's Wait, in there for Vivian, like two seconds. Why do you hate Gossip Girl reboot? Oh, the Gossip Girl reboot. I didn't do my media rec, so I can like do some of those and also talk about that. Um, I thought it was so corny. I think Gossip Girl is corny, but I think, like, I don't know, trying to make them socially aware really detracted from the point of the original Gossip Girl was that, and the point of the original Gossip Girl, for me especially, was that rich people are awful. Like, just fucking awful. There isn't a single good character on the original Gossip Girl. And so to try and make them, like, complex and socially aware of their privilege, like, just didn't do it for me. It didn't scratch the Gossip Girl itch of, like, watching horrible rich people do awful things and be terrible. Um, I agree with that, but I feel like in this day and age with, like, performative activism, I feel like it's kind of relevant. They're showing, like, they will, like, perform their activism but still go back to, like, their cozy little homes and their privilege. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at my Spotify real quick, because we're finishing up, this episode won't release for a while, but right now I'm finishing up my November playlist. Um, uh, some songs I've really enjoyed this month are Seattle by Jeffrey Lewis. That song is so Fuck sweet. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You're th- I've never heard of anyone reference Seattle by Jeffrey Lewis. <laughs> You're the only person. You and me, it's- babe. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a true talent. King. Yeah. I also really like Cult Boyfriend by Jeffrey Lewis. I feel like I am myself a cult boyfriend. Um, uh... But yeah, um, love Seattle by Jeffrey Lewis. I've been listening to a lot of Sufjan Stevens again, especially his Christmas album. Um, I was um, home over the weekend hanging out with my friend, and he put on "Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space" by Spiritualized. For the fr- and I, it was the first time I heard that song since like freshman year, and I lost my shit. That song is so good. Um, so yeah. Definitely a big one. Um, 104 Degrees by Slaughter Beach Dog. Very good. Very cute. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Belle and Sebastian, but especially uh, Piazza New York Catcher, because that song's so sweet. I've been listening to a lot of some, like, sweet little twee songs about being in love, um, <laughs> which is cute. I also recently got a tattoo of a two-headed lamb, and I named I named the lambs Belle and Sebastian, so I feel like that's probably contributed to like my resurgence of my Bell and Sebastian phase. Anyways, um, Sophia, if you could okay. take us out. Um, yes, I will lead us out of this. Anyways, I Okay, in terms of media. Actually, no, I'll do my big three large three. <laughs> big three. Well, big three. Medium I'm, three. I... Gigantic three. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give a little prelude. So I'm like, I'm not into astrology. I don't have anything against it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've always like identified as a Capricorn. Like, I feel like that suits me really well. Mm-hmm. Vivian was giving me shit for it before we started recording. <laughs> don't know why. 
Um, anyways. Sophia's the think- only ethical Capricorn. Okay, thank you, thank you. Of course. But, um, anyways, they did my birth chart for me. I did. And this is what she found. So, I'm a Capricorn sun, a Gemini moon, and a Libra rising. Mm-hmm. Do with that what you will. I don't know what any of that means. Um, anyways. I think it's yeah. interesting that Arna and Sophia both have Gemini placements because we have a podcast and Gemini and Libra placements and Libra placements, yeah. which is which is so hot because um, Libra's <laughs> Venus ruled Venus. But you're Gemini Moon, right? Planet Sophia? of Love. Yes. Okay. See, that's Sophia. That's so cool because we're both Gemini Moon, and then you're a Libra rising, and I'm a Libra Sun, which I think is really cool. That's so cute. Cute. Um, Okay, anyways, I don't know really what that means, but... Well, because Geminis <laughs> love to talk. They love to gib and gab, and we have a podcast. Geminis are also widely hated by people, Sophia, just putting it out there. They're not a favorite. <laughs> My best friend is a Gemini, but I like I don't think that she is, because she's kind of on like the cusp, so I think that she's a Taurus, mm. even mm. though like how Interesting. astrology works, but I think she's in the gray zone. Solid. Um, Anyways, I'm going to cover media real quick, and then we will shut this down. But anyways, um, so I have been watching a lot of YouTube podcasts, just like reruns, I guess, of Ramdas, Baba Ramdas. Spiritual. Oh my god, I know he's, him. He's my well, ex. Um, he, like, I think he, I don't know, I, I just really appreciate his like tone his philosophy everything i love listening to his podcast when i'm like not in the best uh headspace but yeah ramdas we love him um bow down ramdas uh i've also been watching better call saul it is so good Mm. to my bad people out there if you have not given better call saul a chance i need to you're so missing out. Like, you truly are. Like, okay. it, it is really, really good. Don't expect Breaking Bad. Like, it's not Breaking Bad. But I think it's really good if you like Breaking Bad. I love anyway. Breaking Bad. Every time I hang out with my friend Ezra, he does his Jesse Pinkman impression. And he's like, <laughs> I'm if Jesse Pinkman lived in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm like, okay, shut up. And he's like, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have this a friend. This is a good episode. Yeah. Um... Anything else? Sorry, I totally interrupted you, Sophia. I feel like I had one more piece of media. Wait, let me think real quick. Oh, oh, um, on this site by Joel Sternfeld book. Mm. So good to my picture people. If you like taking pictures, Ooh. I think that if you like taking pictures, it is really helpful and cool and fun to have photography books laying around that you can flip through. Um, I think that Joel Sternfeld is a very talented photographer. I think that, I don't know, it's just very cool. And it's called On This Site because it's basically just, like, beautiful fucking photographs of, um, like, historical places. And I think that they're in, like, it's in a way that you haven't really seen those places photographed before. So if you're into picture taking, look into it. It's kind of a hefty, pricey book, but Mm. well worth the cop, I would say. Cool. Um, but yeah that's all i have to say Alrighty. um well if that's everything it's been a pleasure speaking with you this evening 
As always. Um, yep. Virginity is time. a social construct. And we will see you next time. In the meantime, stay dirty. Yeah. Peace and love over and out. Have a great evening, morning, day. We'll see you next time. Yep. Peace. Bye.